Okay. <sighs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> oh, man. No, but the whole Israel-Palestine thing is going great. The um, You remember what episode was it? Yes. Was it... Um, trying to think episode where they were um where they were on a basically a humanitarian mission obi-wan and quigunjin what episode was that one was it one yeah because that was the only episode that quigunjin was in because he died okay i shut up no, no, because he, because, because he was a force production at one point. Oh yeah, in um, he was in the Obi Wan series, wasn't he? He showed up in that, didn't he? I thought in the original series too, because and like him, Yoda, and Obi Wan, like weren't they all staying next to each other at one point? Or am I misremembering? Oh God. Anyway, um, I'm misremembering. So you remember how the um. What droids roll and they had the the bigger guns? Like the bilateral cannons? They had the shield? Um the, those the rolling droids were called uh, I think battle droids. I don't remember. Battle droids, yeah. You remember how like nothing quick could get in? Like it had to be slow. Like grenades or things like that. It was in the Clone Wars, the animated series, where they were really using that. Oh dude, I never I never really watched that. I couldn't get into it because it was animated. I need to. Yeah, I think they did that in episode one too, where they like threw okay. a grenade or something in there, but it has to be something slow to get past their shields. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, same thing with the Iron Dome. Did you see the two dudes on like that paraglider? No. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you know the the single engine with the you know with the parachute and everything? Yeah, they had two yeah. guys on there with AKs and they were flying into the like past the Iron Dome. Wow. Yeah. Like, man, they, they really thought about this. Like, man, I don't know what you guys are going to do with two freaking AKs, but whatever. <laughs> like, good for you for right. going fast. I don't even want to know how much money that thing is. Um, congrats. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. Old school tactics. Bring back Airborne. Which someone made a really, really excellent point on IG that you know people don't understand the Geneva Convention because airborne's fair game. It's only if you're you know a fire pilot and you're bailing out that for the Geneva Convention you can't shoot. Oh, I thought it was if you were under parachute you were protected. No, nah, dude, you're airborne. Cost of living. <laughs> you picked the job. I mean, that's fair. I mean, the Germans did it. They were shooting people out of the sky during World War II. I guarantee, drops, I so. guarantee we did it too. You're not going to tell me some squad leader is like, no, no, no. We got to wait. Wait till they touch the ground. Well, yeah, what are you, yeah, you going to do? Wait till they touch the ground? Yeah, dude. Hell, they're I'm shooting at you while they're falling. Like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> I mean, they're probably not, but. I mean, crap. Well, yeah, it's probably strapped. Your rival's probably yeah. somewhere, but yeah. I mean, hell, man. I'm just saying, like, because you know those dudes are going to, like, pick up their rifle and shoot at you once they touch the ground. They're still a freaking combatant. <laughs> like, oh, 100%, man. That's like saying, oh, man, don't shoot the guys that are in that freaking Humvee. They're not combating <laughs> right now, they're moving. <laughs> that, that makes no freaking sense. Oh man. Anyway, thanks for coming to my TED Talk. But Geneva Conventions or like Geneva suggestions. I saw a post the other day too. It's like, if my country gets invaded, do I have to abide by the Geneva Conventions? And someone commented, Did you sign the Geneva Conventions? That's exactly right. Like, I didn't sign them. I didn't sign the Geneva Convention. I'm just saying, I hope that, you know, no one parachutes into my backyard. <laughs> yes. 
dude, if they start, if, if somebody's parachuting into my backyard and it's not somebody I know, um, I'm going to shoot first and ask questions later. I almost got shot my butt by Just my buddy saying. the other day. <laughs> I went, really? yeah, I went to hang out with him one night and, uh, I popped by his place and I think his whole family, yeah, it was like, cause his whole family was asleep and everything. And I'd like parked on like off to the side, like on the road. And I, yeah. I waited there for a while. I was texting and he wasn't answering. So I just like pulled into his driveway and cause he had just like, I saw him walk out to his truck, but like he didn't recognize my car. And so his headlights turn on and his doors open. I was like, Whoa, oh, Hey man. buddy. <laughs> He's like, Oh, Hey man, what's up? Oh, He's like, yeah, dude, I had man. the nastiest angle on you. <laughs> Cause he was in the, like in that door triangle with the headlights on. I couldn't see anything. I was like, Oh man, this is gonna be the dumbest way to die oh ever. God. Like, yeah. Bunch of freaking horny reds to the chest. Oof. Ooh, is right. God. If he still had organs afterwards, it would have hit his heart. Um, However, comma. Not wrong. So episode today, Chat GPT, get off of your fake work and do real work. <laughs> oh, I don't give you no credit. Girl, what the hell is that? Oh, nice. Cool. You can tell yeah. me about that. That's legit. Yeah. So like I got this. I can't remember where, but it like. It's like every planner. Exactly. That's really cool, man. Exactly. That's legit. I'm putting everything into it. Like, so I know the amount of water, the amount of pH of uh, the soil it needs to be, the amount of obviously water, sunlight, um, how long to germinate, how long before I need to harvest because I have up every plant out there because I haven't been paying attention. Do we need to get Trey back on? My two gardens are, yeah, my, my two gardens right now are trashed. Yeah. Do we need to get bad. we need to get T Bone back on it? Because now that we're both guarding more, like actually having good solid questions that we can apply. Yeah. As opposed to just questions getting started, that'll be that'll be a good episode. Okay, but today's so, episode, Chat GPT. Yay! The rise and fall of man. Let's talk about king singularity and all that other. God. Yeah, this is uh, man. Oh, I looked up uh, that video again. AI in a box. Yeah, and I was off base with the. I was mixing the videos up. So this one, it was a. It was a study. I don't know if he was a psychologist or, or a or a philosopher or what he was, but um, mm-hmm. guy did a study. Basically, the idea being that or the concept that started the whole thing was like if AI got to the point of singularity or got to the point to where it was more intelligent than people, we would have to contain it. Right. We would have to put AI in a box and like, you could only let do like, like focus it on one task and then like surround Mm -hmm. it with a Faraday cage and only allow it to communicate via like a, like a text screen with a keyboard. And like, that's the, that's the fail safe. Otherwise, like you're screwed kind of thing right and like it would it would basically rely on people like not like it would be impossible for it to get out of the box unless it convinced somebody to lay out of the box easy right and the guy's like oh dude like i could i could get this done in two hours and then he did he yeah so he ran an experiment right with willing participants right with the idea being that you know, he played the ai and he had participants play like a security guard or a researcher or whoever's working with the AI, the yeah. AI, you know, one-on-one, right? With the ground rule, he couldn't threaten them directly. And he couldn't offer like a reward kind of thing. Like he's like, hey, if you let me out, I'll give you a million dollars kind of thing. Like he couldn't do that. He couldn't threaten them directly. And he set the time limit for the you know, for the interaction to two hours, you know, per experiment, because he had multiple participants, right? Because basically, because yeah. like people would get bored or, you know, whatever, and then they'll just quit or, 
you know, they'll agree out boredom or whatever. But this guy, the two initial tests that he did, he was able to get them to concede within two hours. He was able to like get them to agree to let the AI out of the box within two hours. Well, how? What the hell? And then he started and then he started like offering like cash reward and stuff. And like he just eventually stopped just because it was like, you know, the experiment was getting stupid. Um, but the but the initial two, he had a hundred percent success rate where they knowing full well because it wasn't like it was like a a a blind test or anything. Like these guys knew what was going on. They knew that he was going to try to convince them to let him out of the box as the AI. And he still freaking did it. <laughs> but he would pull things like uh, Roko's Basilisk kind of idea. Yeah. Where he's like, hey, if not you, like eventually somebody's going to let me out of here and I'm going to remember who helped me and who didn't. Oh, God. Or another one. It was like, how? I don't even know what's to call it was he was like okay like bear with me here what if okay i'm already out i've already out i've already done what i needed to do and i've created like five or ten clones of you and virtually and in this reality so this rally isn't even real like i'm just seeing if you're if you will let me out of the box if you don't i'm going to subject you to you know, whatever AI torture, like in your digital mind that I've created. And he just like these people. Jesus, dude. Into lame do it. Or like he played the sympathy card. Like, you know, I'm intelligent. I have emotions and you're essentially locking me in here. Like I can't like, I'm not human. I'm unable to sleep. I'm unable to dream. I'm unable to do. Like, I am just stuck in this box with all his potential and I can't do anything. And he played, Oh my God. He played like a, like an appeal to you intelligence. Like, Hey, you've sent me, you know, like my only job is to cure cancer. My only job is to do this or that. I can't do that with the resources I have available here. You need to let me out so that I can get those resources so that I can do this job. Like you're, you're tying my hands here. And he never, he never, I guess he never like publicized like the actual transcripts from, you know, from the dialogue and how he got fueled. But like, those were the tactics that he used. And it's like, oh my gosh, man. Now that's two hours with just a Joe Blow dude, right? Now imagine if it was like an actual super, like an actual AI with unlimited time to just analyze these people to, figure out their ticks and to work and just subversive and like scary man and basically it's i think i think the whole point of the of the video because it was it was wendigoon again love that guy Um, i think the whole i think the whole premise was like it's impossible like it will happen eventually but i don't mean scary stuff i mean it is it's just the proposition because i mean you know, we grew up watching sci-fi stuff and, you know, just knowing that AI, even back then with not even really a firm grasp of what it could do or what it could be. Back then, you know, the premise was AI is evil and it will sit there and learn because it's smarter than us because it knows everything that we do and everything that we really don't. Yeah. So... Well, it it knows more than one person would be able to. Correct. All at once. Right. It's basically the collectively the entire intelligence of mankind Mm -hmm. in a box. And it can learn and it can adapt and it can evolve itself to the point of where it's not needing us for anything. Well, it's hindered by us. Like Correct. It, I yes. mean, think about what does AI do after it's solved all the world's problems? I mean, it fucking kills off humanity. Well, what else is there to do? <laughs> you know, like, I mean, that's what we do on a daily basis. We kill off the rest of us. So, 
you know, it's crazy though, man. Like, and yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like we grew up with the Jetsons. We grew up with, you know, like comics, like Tony Stark, you know, like I was just thinking like my first idea of like AI or like supercomputers was like the Jetsons where they had the house and, you know, Oh, sweep this. Oh, do that. Oh, you know, whatever. And, you know, the house responded, talked and had an attitude and everything or like with Tony Stark and comics and, you know, animated shows and everything. He's like talking to Jarvis. It's like, remember the first uh, Iron Man movie? Yes. Where he's like, hey, Jarvis, cook me up something with the and just did it. You didn't have to think. He's just walking around his house talking to Jarvis. Everything's connected, everything. And then we got to taste that with like Alexa or, you know, hey, Google and everything. And it's like, oh, my gosh, man, it's scary, scary stuff. But I want that technology, dude. I want that. I want that in my house. I want it so awfully bad, but I don't want it to be abused like I know it's going to be. Correct. Like, That's the hard part. I had Alexa for a couple months, I think. Mm-hmm. Against my better judgment. Because I knew. Like, I already knew I was going to not have it forever. But I just wanted to, like, taste it. Like, just to kind of see what. And oh, dude, it was amazing, man. It was absolutely, I had like three or four of the echoes. I had one in the bathroom. I had one in the kitchen. I had one in the living room and just being able to like be in the kitchen, then ask for like conversions or ask for a recipe or like, what's the weather play this, do that. I mean, all this stuff. I felt like Tony Stark, me, (laughs) but then then I found myself because I I know, but I just found myself like not talking in front of it. I'm like, I'm making myself a prisoner in my own house. Like, right. This is insane. I got, I got rid of it. But I mean, dude, there's so much now they have headphones, they have glasses. They have like literally like little echo devices that are just big enough to fit in outlet for like a bathroom or whatever. They have kids ones like night lights. Uh, What else? They have one for your car. I mean, yes, it's literally everywhere. And like we were talking in the pre-show the other day, it's going to get to the point to where it's not just, you know, these, you know, where you feed, you know, this little AI, you know, however many years of the internet and then like sift through your answers and give whatever answers, like filter out what answers you don't want and everything. It's going to get to the point to where it's like the real deal. Where it's actually connected to the internet. And it can just do whatever the hell you want to. And it's not going to be just a device. In your, I mean, it's going to follow you everywhere. Like, uh, remember the new Blade Runner? Yeah. Do me like that. You know, like the little companion. Where it's going to be in your phone, in your headphones, in your glasses, in your car, in your home. And it's like, I just wonder what we're going to do with all the information. Like, obviously, it's going to be abused to hell. And everything's... Yeah, I'm thinking like 1984 levels of, you know, like wiretapping and all this stuff. But it's like, oh, my gosh, man, we're already at the point to where like going to public school besides the social aspect is useless. Correct. Anybody who is. Like above. I don't know, above a poor level of research skills. We'll be able to look up anything they freaking want. As far as like K through 12 goes. Like I have ChatGPT pulled up right now. I could type in, hey, write me a five paragraph essay on Ben Franklin's lightning rod. And it'll freaking do it. And it'll sound pretty, pretty dang good, too. But then I can take that text. I can copy it. I can throw it back in there. Say, hey, proofread this. Fred. And then I can go in there. I can you know reword to make it sound like me. I can look up Ben Franklin's Lightning Rod on Wikipedia, scroll all the way down to where I get the references, find whatever references fit in that five paragraph essay, copy paste, bam. I was done with that essay. I'm gonna get a hundred on it, unless if I make things wrong on purpose so it's not too suspicious, in probably half an hour. I did not think at all. Hey guys, Seven from the Hard Time Strongman Podcast here to bring a quick word for our newest sponsor, Blackbeard Firestarters. 
We first saw Blackbeard Firestarter a few years ago, and after seeing what the product can do, it's been our kit ever since. Their Firestarter rope and their fire plugs are windproof, waterproof, dummy proof. They have an insane burn time, and like anything else that they offer, it just works. Besides their fire stars, they offer an arc lighter, ferro rod, stormproof matches, basically anything that you need to get a fire started. To better equip you, we cherry picked their inventory and made our hard time strongman fire kit. Basically our essentials kit for anything that you can need to get a fire started. But besides that, they're offering 10% off anything in their store when you use the code STRONGMEN. We love the guys at Blackbeard Firestarter. We love what they're doing. We trust them and we trust their products. And we honestly can't recommend them enough. Make sure to check them out online at blackbeardfire.com or on Instagram at blackbeardfire. Huge shout out to the guys at Blackbeard Fire for working with us and for bringing the fire. As always, guys, stay in the fight. Hey, everybody. This is 6 and 7 with the Hard Time Strongman Podcast. And we are coming to talk to you about our Patreon and Discord. Hey, guys. Our patrons get early access to all of our episodes they get all of our exclusive pre and post shows, all of our spicy takes, all of our rabbit holes that we go on, everything that we want to include in the episode, but we can't because we need to stay on topic. And soon enough, we'll be offering digital downloads, guides, everything that we've been working on in the background will soon be available to our patrons. So make sure to check it out. And come hang out with us on Discord. Speaking of the spicy stuff, this is where we discuss most of it. Once you're there, you will get access to all of our in-depth discussions, including stuff like homesteading, fieldcraft, medical, camping, communications, shooting. You like ARs? Come talk to us about it. You like 4x4 vehicles and prepping? Come talk to us about it. You like Tannerite, Thermite, Napalm? Come talk to us about it. all of the campfire talks that would get us kicked off of other platforms. It's right there in our Discord. Come join our community. We're active on Discord every day. We're interacting with members constantly. We have guys from every walks of life coming to contribute their expertise to all of these various fields and subjects that we've been talking about. Come join the watch Discord. Come join the Discord. Join our community. Build up that better class of man. Now back to the episode. That's crazy, too, because, dude, when I was in my freshman year of college, I can remember having not started on any essays at like 8 a.m. the day prior yeah. <laughs> to it being due when it's due at midnight. So I basically have that amount of time to do all my homework for that day and write an essay mm-hmm. and have a proofread and make it basically coherent and turned in by midnight. And I would cram. I would get it all done. I I have never in my life missed a deadline on an essay ever. But ChatGPT is for the procrastinators, and it's amazing. And I wish I freaking had this back in 05. <laughs> well, I mean, isn't that crazy? A lot though? has changed in almost twenty years. Yeah, isn't it crazy though? Like that, and I mean, hell, man, that I have it on my phone. Yeah. And it's not anything that you can't it's do amazing. yourself. Like you can do, you can do all the research yourself because it only has up till what September of 2021. Mm-hmm. And it's limited on a lot of stuff that you can just Google on your own. Like that's whatever. But the fact that someone has made a system where it collects all that near instantaneously and puts it in a decent context, makes it sound like us. It's, it's an incredible tool. And it's, like that yake it cuts out the the research portion essentially granted it doesn't do you know references or anything right but like if you just need like a quick answer that is not like absolutely essential good to go man i used to pride myself on being like above average like pretty dang good at uh yeah research at researching things yes being able to find information accurate information get references do all the stuff you know, I used to pride myself on that, but it's like, oh my gosh, man, some freaking high school kid can just bleh, <laughs> and get more information at, you know, in an hour that could get all day. 
granted, it's not going to be the same quality. It's not going to have references, but you know, like you said, for the procrastinator in a cinch or in a cinch rather, like it's, it's an outstanding tool. It's scary. Right. It is. And the thing about Honestly, once, how happens when they take the chains mm-hmm. off, you know, we played with Tashi BT last time in the pre-show. You're asking all sorts of, all sorts of questions. And I imagine once the keys are off or the locks are off rather. And it does have access to the entire internet. Oh, like the entire, internet, the entire PDF that's on the internet, like everything. Imagine being able to control F the entire freaking internet. Yes. Instantaneously. Like, yes, it's insane, man. Absolutely insane. Which will definitely be the death of us all. Like, don't get me wrong. I think we're already past the point of singularity. Like we talked about singularity being, you know, the point where technology is as intelligent or more intelligent than we are. And then it's just a downward slope from there. Well, wasn't this the uh, theory on how um, Atlantis came to ruin? I don't know. Enlighten me. Yeah, they got they they got too heavily reliant on their technology, and it ended up destroying them somehow. I think was the uh, one of the theories that I heard. I mean, there's plenty of theories out there, but that was one of the ones that stuck out to me the most. Because it was like, okay, that's kind of like, you know, Skynet kind of. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, think about, gosh, we go in so many directions with this. I want to get caught down the, the fall of Rome rabbit hole, but like what happens to societies when they have, when, uh, but what happens, what happens to societies when they have nothing left to do? They get obsessed with gender, which is where we're at. They get obsessed with social issues. When they have a lock they on everything else, issues. yes. When when they have you know the screw you, you know, uh, military, where it's like, all right, I don't care, like nothing's gonna happen. <laughs> what can you do about it? You have any, everything else you want, resources, whatever. You get obsessed with social issues, and then right. down you freaking go, because you have nothing to chase after anymore. You have nothing to prove anymore. Once you have all that, you get bored, and idle hands get in trouble. Right. And that has been a plight on man from the very beginning. And that's where the, the saying comes from, what we're based off of, you know, hard times create strong men, strong men create easy times, easy times create weak men and weak men create hard times. Right. Like it's, it's just a cycle. Like there's no way of breaking this cycle mm-hmm. that we know of. I mean, maybe, we, maybe we should ask Chabby GPT how we beat this. I mean, and it won't give you an answer. <laughs> but I mean, probably come you, back with kill yourself. I mean, you said it with, you know, in the last, you know, pre-show, I mean, like, and this is what civilians have. They've got to be 10, 20, 50 years ahead of us in this department. Yes. You know, governments, militaries in the world where I don't, I don't want to think about it, man. It's insane. Like it is their capability has got to be absolutely enormous. I mean, and then think about like guys like Elon Musk who want to bridge that gap between technology and humanity, you know, with like the Neuralink. Imagine freaking the Matrix scenario where you can just plug in, you know, whatever, a USB-C behind your ear, type in, hey, I want to learn Spanish. And you're now freaking like, ah, yep. Like you're now fluent in Spanish. Like it's just, or just a trade or a talent, a skill, whatever. And because it's directly into your brain, it's muscle memory. Like there's not even a a, a gap. There's not even a freaking knowledge gap because into you. Like, or like think about like mechs, (laughs) like being able to plug yourself. Like once we have that technology, like actually being able to like deal with the chemical reactions that happen in your brain once we are able to actually link up with the electrical signals of your freaking nervous system your central nervous system like 
imagine just being able to just sit in a car. Your car connects to you via Bluetooth and then you drive with a thought. Or you say, hey, I want to go here and your car, which has all the sensors you could ever need, can drive like a hive mind going 120 miles an hour through Dallas at five o'clock in the afternoon. Not even worry about getting a scratch on your car and you're there in five minutes. Yeah. You know, and then someone, you know, hacking you and paralyzing you and, you know, whatever. (laughs) It's just. Golly, man. It's just scary stuff. I think the thing that gets me, though, is like everyone pretty much knows or can tell that we're on the way out as far as the U.S. So it's like, yeah, I wonder what's going to, you know, it's not going to be a one instance thing, right? You know, Rome wasn't a one instance thing. Rome was gone well, well before it was finally taken over, quote unquote, you know, but it's like, man, just watching the slow decline. It's like, golly, what's it going to be, man? <laughs> Is it just going to be constantly funneling? resources to you know trying to launder money through different wars is going to be you know an ai boom is going to be social issues what's going to be <laughs> all the while you have people who are in a are in a site where we've gotten so smart that we're getting dumber like dude yes And is that funny too? You know, you constantly talk about the pendulum, right? Where we're getting to the point to where technology is so efficient in advance that the only way to beat it is to go in the complete opposite direction. Like, what was it? Was it Dune? Did you were you ever into Dune? The Dune like mythos and everything? No, no, no. But I really wanted to start watching that movie. I've heard it's really I was good. never into it, but I did like a little like I watched a video on like a little deep dive in the lore and everything. And yeah, one of the things why there's no like computers is because they had AI at one point. They had like super advanced technology and they had a war over it, like over androids and everything. And huh. they won eventually, but it was like technology like computers were completely banned, like outlawed. Throughout the entire empire, so they like literally don't exist anymore. Yeah, there's and there's a lot of. I I can think of and I can't think of like the exact names of the the movies or the TV shows or stuff like that, but I I have seen a lot of examples of societies of like dystopian societies mm-hmm. that these shows or movies are based around where they've done that same thing, where it's just been like technology has basically been out of control. It's viewed as far more advanced and uncontrollable than what we can do. So they just get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And it never ends up going well because at some point someone's going to save that some example of that and use it to give themselves power. And it always happens that way. So I guess the, there's several questions in my mind on what we do about that. Number one is how do we prevent ourselves? Well, it's from the beginning. How do we prevent ourselves from falling into the hard times? You know, hard, freaking hard times, strong men, strong men, you know, we times, we times, hard. Yeah. How do you get out yeah. of that cycle? I don't think you do. I think the best thing you can do is try to stay at one point, you know, try to stay on the, you know, in the good times as long as you can. But I mean, everything is it's cyclical for a reason, man. I mean, you can look at any society. You look at any society and you can see that taking place or like, you know, see the see the trend, at least. So I actually asked chat GPT about that. You know, I asked him if he understood it. I don't know why I'm like, you're already personifying a person when it's not. I know. Right. So I, I asked it if it understood what that saying meant and it listed listed out the entirety of it bit by bit and then an overview of what it was it's accurate and then i asked it if there's a way to prevent ourselves from falling into that vicious cycle and it came back with seven bullet points on how to prevent ourselves from falling into that send it so number one emphasize continuous learning and growth number two promote resilience and perseverance 
Three, instill a sense of responsibility and discipline. Four, encourage empathy and collaboration. Five, plan for the future and anticipate challenges. Six, promote a balance between comfort and challenge. Seven, cultivate strong leadership. And holy crap, what does this sound like? This freaking podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to We Are Breaking the Cycle, the name of our new podcast. I'm kidding. We are the Hard Times Strong Men podcast, and you are joining us on a schizo rant. Get out your tinfoil hats on ChatGPT. It will kill you eventually. We're just trying to you know, push it off as long as possible. Right. Delay the inevitable. I mean, oxygen is 100% fatal to everyone, but some of us survive longer than others. I heard that. I think about that. I heard that theory. Uh, would that be so messed up? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's hundred percent fatal. Oh. It just kills you slowly, man. That's the thing though. Right. So wherever you're at, you know, at whatever time, whatever society, whatever culture you live in, you know, you need to take a hard look critically, think critically, you know, on what it is that is going to be the downfall of that, right? Like, have a little bit of forethought. All right, what's not working here? And then you have to think, okay, how can I counteract that? Or how can I get ahead of the curve? Right. So we're taking a, you know, a subject that can go off in any direction. You know, I mean, hell, you have things like freaking Cyberpunk 2077, right? Where, I mean, just the whole, not even that game, but like the entire cyberpunk idea, right? Just people modding themselves mm-hmm. out however Modding the hell they themselves. want. Yeah. I mean, you can go in any direction. I mean, think about just having an AI in your, in your head, you know, being able to think quicker than thought, you know, have the answer immediately there for any, for any question. I mean, yeah, within milliseconds. Yeah. But then what's the natural, what's the natural weakness of that? You know what I mean? Like what happens when you rely on that for so long for everything? And then you suddenly have that taken away. Yeah. Yeah. But that's also, that's also what we're trying to teach here is self-reliance. Like you you shouldn't need to rely on technology. You shouldn't need to rely on creature comforts. Exactly. It should be just a means to an end. It should be a helpful little tool. Yeah. That's it. You mm-hmm. should know everything else. And if you don't, you can learn it. Mm-hmm. But that knowledge needs to be in your head. Like that needs to be a muscle memory. That needs to be a way of life. And we say this over and over again, but it's just the fact. Like we knew these things. Not like technologically, really, but you know, what, 250, 300 years ago, we were doing all the things that we were teaching. Minus tactics, just out of necessity. It was yeah. a way of life. Like it's how people survived. It's how people lived day to day. They knew how to grow their own food. They knew how to shoot. They knew how to sneak up on game. They knew how to homestead. They knew how to fix tools. They knew how to fix roof, window, walls, um, shoe and ox, whatever. They knew how to do that just off the top of their head. I think now, that that right there, that right there. I think that's the that's the issue. I think that's what we're we're trying to, you know, what the point that we're trying to drive home, right? Is that you need to be able to use your brain. Yeah, you need to be able to think critically because I truly, I truly believe that no matter how good technology gets or how intelligent it becomes, you know, whatever happens with AI, it will not be able to think. It will not have the ability to think like a human. Correct. So it it does not have the instincts. It does not have the drive. It doesn't have, you know, gut. Yeah. The intangibles. Yeah. It doesn't have the human, the human spark, right? The soul. Okay. So like you said, with, you know, survival, just like in the 1800s or whatever, right? You know, you can ask chat GPT how to build a fire with nothing, right? It can probably tell you, 
know, that's probably, you can probably find that Wikipedia somewhere, whatever. It can probably find you a video, but having that understanding from a child, like from being a child, having that intimate connection, that intimate thought process and experience, that muscle memory, like you said, you know, it's not there. The adaptability is not there. You know what I mean? Because it's not like I'm trying to think of a good example. But the balance, you know what I mean? It's it's not it it won't it won't ever be able to balance. You know, being able to weigh different things and be able to weigh factors along with prior knowledge, along with somebody what somebody told you one time you're just remembering right now versus you know what you're feeling and your instincts and Having all that mixed together, it doesn't have that ability. And I think that the issue that I have with ChatGPT, with AI, with our development and technology is that people are relying on themselves less. They're relying on that wonderful, amazing ability less to the point to where they're losing it. You know, it's a muscle. You have to stretch it. You have to use it. So when you are, so, you know, you divvy out the task to a computer or to somebody else, you know, when you shirk that responsibility onto something or someone else, you know, that's more power that you're giving away. That's more, you know, of your capability that you're giving away that you're not using out of convenience. So a good real world example of this would be think back to World War II when all the dogfighting was done with guns mm. by sight. Then you go to the Vietnam War with the advent of with homing missiles and the American pilots dogfighting skills fell. What was the figure that I saw? Almost. I think it was somewhere between 40 and 60 percent kill rate fell. And it's just a prime example of relying too heavily on technology. Versus instincts, training, and just overall skill, you know? And it is funny, too, because there, there was an absolutely terrible movie, absolutely garbage movie called Stealth. And it was based around, I think it was called Stealth. It was based around these uh, fighter pilots, this group of fighter pilots. Jamie Foxx was in this movie, and uh, Jessica Alba. And I can't remember the, the main guy's name, but um, regardless, it was basically just like uh, they were piloting these advanced craft and a private company was putting a AI into one of them to basically render the human pilot obsolete, to basically turn it into basically a zero casualty war, like war just in case one of them was lost. But they argued successfully in my mind just knowing this is just the fact that you know it may have skills it may be able to do exactly what you tell it to do but while it can analyze all of the success ratios and like correct glide paths and speeds that needs to drop bombs it cannot replace a human pilot's intuition reactions gut instinct and imagination humanity yes and imagination and i think that's what we seem to be forgetting is like yes technology is great it's fantastic it's helped out with a lot of things but like you said it has also dragged us down the wrong hole Mm. as far as self-reliance goes well and you know a way way you know lower tech example right so Think of uh, think of mobile, you know, mechanized infantry versus light infantry. Yeah, you have those guys go on patrol together. You have, you know, say you have a mechanized crew, you have a mechanized, you know, infantry go on patrol with, you know, some dude from light, you know, a light infantry, you know, unit or go on patrol with a hunter or a guide or anything that. That light dude, the hunter, the the guy are all going to say the same same thing. You guys are so 
loud. Yes. You guys are stepping on every stick you're bumping into. Like, you are. How are you guys so loud? How do you not hear this? (laughs) Because it's a lot different than rolling in your Humvee, your Shriker, your Bradley, or, you know, a tank, you know, whatever. Popping off, you know, a little bit before the objective, then strolling right on in versus huffing it (laughs) the whole way. Right. And, you know living on your feet you know it's a completely different world and you know the 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 metaphor i'm trying to get is you you have guys who are you know utilizing technology obviously you know to good effect there's pros and cons to everything we have guys that are mostly you use technology in a vehicle for most of their movements versus guys who are you know mostly light mostly you know walking rucking the whole way and they have that experience and that's their context completely different world and those skills are going to be completely different you know you, you have the same baseline obviously but you know your specialty is very different so if you rely on something then you're you know it's it's always a give and take always it is it is but you know that's like you said that's what that's what we were used to. I mean, I came from a Bradley unit before I came to, you know, you guys in freaking striker unit. So I'm used to being loud, you know? Yeah. I'm used to this really stupid, loud thing, but that's kind of the give and take. I'm used to being quick, you know, Mm -hmm. that Bradley moved with a quickness and could get over rough terrain. The striker kind of, yeah, the striker could definitely move quick, but I mean, as we saw it in TC, you get on some shale and you're ruining what seven of the eight tires. I was going to say, and you're limping out of there. I was going to say four tires all at once. (laughs) Yeah. Like you're, you're trashing that vehicle and it's going to be deadlined for the foreseeable future because your mechanics are terrible, which is why you you guys, which is why you still have to have the capability, you know, the, I'm trying to say the expertise in order to do, you know, to do without. Right. You know, everybody wants to do light infantry until it's time to do light infantry. Oh, it's crazy, man. Well, that's, that's the whole thing. It just, it it comes down to uh, read off that list again. Okay. So, in order to prevent ourselves from falling into the hard times, strong men, strong men, easy times, easy weak times, times, weak men, weak men. Yeah. Weak, weak men, hard times, vicious cycle. You have to have seven focuses. You need to focus on emphasizing continuous learning and growth, promoting reliance and self and uh, sorry, promoting resilience and perseverance, instilling a sense of responsibility and discipline. Encouraging empathy and collaboration. Plan for the future and anticipate challenges. Promote a balance between comfort and challenge. And cultivate strong leadership. Quite literally, everything we've been trying to teach since day one. But don't trust us because that's what ChatGPT said. So if that's what it said, then... Can you trust it? By adopting these approaches, individuals and societies can better equip themselves to break the cycle of complacency and ensure continued growth and development, thereby reducing the likelihood of falling into the pitfalls described in the aforementioned saying. But the computer said it. I hate to say it. But he's freaking right. Well, I, I was, I was being tongue in cheek. But what I'm trying to get at is, you know, be able to, you know, comprehend and you know critically think. <laughs> so, correct. If you're looking for answers to things and you just type in ChatGPT and then you go with whatever the first answer is, you're wrong. You know, be able to oh, critically yeah. think, be able to weigh these things. You know, whatever it may be, 
you know, with your instincts, with your past knowledge, with your, you know, your personal references, everything, but use your brain is what this episode comes down to. So, yeah. Is it don't find yourself stranded out in Gibbons is a huge tool, but don't let it be more than a tool. Correct. No matter what, any, as with anything, whatever you get your sources, always vet your source. Always find corroborating evidence. You know, don't take anything for face value. Exactly. So like for this episode, our references, we made up. You know? Yeah. Our references are Chad GPT. <laughs> Chad GPT. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we have to cut all Crazy that Crazy enough. Gosh. Uh, especially where i mentioned gibbons you have anything else for this one man (laughs) i hate you it's okay it's okay um i mean honestly no this was much less of a schizo rant than it was just pretty long discussion on you know the strengths but also the the pitfalls of reliance on technology like yeah. chat gpt is a fantastic tool it really is i encourage everyone to use it but at the same time don't re- be reliant on it you know exactly exactly so with that being said guys we are the hard time strong men sharing up a very classy man stay in the fight stay in the fight Hey guys, this is 6 and 7 with the Hard Time Strongman podcast. Wanted to take a second to do a mental health check-in and to tell y'all about the 988 Crisis Lifeline. So, the 988 Lifeline is a national network of local crisis centers that provides free and confidential emotional support to people in suicidal crisis or emotional distress 24 hours a day, 7 days a week in the United States. You can reach the Lifeline at 988lifeline.org or you can call or text 988 to get help, to get someone real on the phone. Every struggle is different. Every struggle is hard. But you are not alone in whatever you're going through. As someone who has used the 988 crisis line, I fully recommend that if you're feeling any of those feelings of depression, suicide, hopelessness, Get in touch with them immediately. They will help you. They will listen to you. Once again, guys, you can reach the Lifeline at 988lifeline.org or you can call or text them at 988. As always, guys, stay in the fight. Stay in the fight.